the powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everybody. Lori H. Schwartz here, your tech cat, tech trends impacting your business. And we are at the fabulous Insight Innovation Exchange Conference, the largest marketing insights conference in North America, continuing a fabulous day of interviewing thought leaders who are really changing the marketing and research space. And right now, we are about to dig into a great conversation about Gen Z. That's the generation that comes after the millennials with Carol Fitzgerald, who's the president and CEO of BuzzBack. So, Carol, what is BuzzBack all about? Hi, Lori. (laughs) Um, So, BuzzBack is a custom online research company. And what makes us different is that we have this portfolio of online projectives that are really engaging. And it's a critical way to interact with consumers, uh, millennials in particular now, who are very digitally first, but also the future generations. Uh, And for this study, we looked specifically at Gen Z, who's completely mobile first. So they all they do is worry about mobile and um, interact via mobile devices. That's so cool. So, um, and we were talking a little bit before that I've heard many different names for this next generation, um, including plurals, because they're the first pluralistic, non-white majority um, demographic, I guess, that's booming, um, coming up. I guess my daughter, would my daughter be, she's a six-year-old, so is she Gen Z? Or yes, she actually, that's one of the interesting things about Gen Z is, you know, we kind of dive into it. There have been a lot of articles published, and one of the challenges with Gen Z is that the actual age range is defined uh, in a variety of ways. So I've seen it um, with as many as 60 million consumers up to 80 million, and people say they're still being born. So yes, your six-year-old wow. daughter might actually be Gen Z. I have twins who are 19, and they're Gen Z. Wow. Okay, because millennials have moved a bit. Exactly. So uh, so we're really looking at a wide range here. And uh, I, I guess one of our colleagues today talked about how they've segmented millennials into like five segments. So I'm, I'm assuming that that will happen with Gen Z as well. Yes. You know? And we see that with our clients also. And this study actually contrasted millennials and Gen Z. And what happens with millennials is that you have for sure a split between millennials who are multiple people households who have kids, yes, right? The older yes. millennials, as well as millennials who are single households. And those uh, ways that you talk to those different audiences might be s- somewhat different. Right. And right. millennials are still the buzzword among all our clients. I spend a lot of time with clients, but Gen Z is right around the corner both from a workforce perspective as well as a buying power perspective. God, it's so interesting. I mean, I think about myself who was raised by, I was actually raised by traditionalists because they they had kids very late. And so I have a boomer sister, but I'm Gen X. Interesting. But yet I was raised with like sort of cultural boomer-esque content. Right. Because they're on the that, cusp, as right. they say. Right. And that was my folks. But yet I'm very millennial mm-hmm. in that I'm a digital strategist, so I'm living a millennial. Right. Sort of, so right. It's, it's, I get confused about myself. <laughs> right. And now you have a child who's yes. you know, going to challenge you in other ways. I had a great experience this weekend. My daughter, um, who is a Gen Z, had some of her college friends in for the weekend. And after we got the college hugs, the first thing, guess what the first thing was that she said to them? Um, do you guys want to wash or something? Wash up? 
guess what the Wi-Fi password is. Oh, right. And what my daughter told me when I told her that story about how I observed that insight, she said, well, I know my really good friends because I'm already connected to their Wi-Fi when I get to their house. Wow. So that's like the first, I mean, it is true that we all ask that when we show up, but I was just thinking as a host, I would say, do you want to wash up first or whatever? Exactly. Oh my exactly. God. That it's is like, so, it's interesting. so interesting. So what are, what are study, some other, well, yeah, what are right, some other So things? this study, we actually partnered with Faith Popcorn Brain Resort. I don't know <gasps> I if you know Faith. Faith. <laughs> She's okay. iconic. Oh my God. <laughs> so let me just tell you that the book she wrote, I forget the name of the book, but um, when I was running this innovations lab, the IPG Media Lab, she was my hero. Oh, really? I mean, she was my hero oh, because the book was that. filled with, um, I forget the name of the book, but it was a list of things to happen or to come. And it inspired me to do what I do. Well, she's inspired a lot of women, actually. And yeah. she's, I think, in her 70s now. And her company, Brain Reserve, still focuses on the future. They have... Um, oh 10,000 experts. That I will, she for sure. My, she's the first name I write down when anyone Is asks Is that your English. main name or your real name? Or yeah. Your, okay, okay. Yeah. so I'll, I'll pass that on to her. Definitely, yeah. I'll email her after this conversation. Oh, my God, that's a mind blow. All right, so tell me some of the things that you've So we partnered with them because they provide the expert dimension, essentially, of the study. They have 10,000 culture spotters and trend experts around the world. And we actually did the primary research where we interviewed uh, 200 Gen Z and millennials, both in the U.S. and the U.K., to kind of learn about what motivates them. We focused on wellness. We focused on healthcare. We focused on food. And what we, I will be presenting tomorrow are kind of eight truths about Gen Z. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So one of the truths, just thinking forward, is that Gen Z needs to chill. They're hyper stressed out. They're overwhelmed. Oh, already? Already. They've grown up <laughs> in a society where their parents were in the Great Recession. Mm. They've seen a lot of um, natural disasters around them. This is a generation that parents, is hyper stressed. Are their parents Gen X? Or are their parents boomers? Both. Okay. Both. Okay. Both. Because you have a cross, right? And you right. have them still evolving too, right? right? The numbers are actually varied. Right. And we're all having kids older. so Exactly. Wow, so what so you've seen happen and what Faith, um, what Brain Reserve have brought to the research are some new things emerging like... Um, places you can drop in to meditate or relax. I think Stanford actually has a program to help kids mm -hmm. meditate and relax because they are so stressed out and they have so much going on and they're just bombarded by, you know, all the media and all the things they participate in. Um, another kind of truth, we have eight, as I mentioned, is that they're foodies, which is so interesting. And huh. here's why. They grew up with their parents watching Chopped right? Many of their parents uh, have had special diets, things like peanut allergies didn't exist gluten, gluten when we were growing up gluten-free. Exactly, exactly. Wow. And so these are things that are going to impact kind of how you think about the future. They're very taste-oriented, which is probably a little bit because they're young and they don't have to worry about the health aspects yet. Right, right. But uh, as I said, we'll go into kind of eight different truths and how that impacts um, how you think about Gen Z and how you talk about Gen Z. And even if you're a liquor company who can't talk to Gen Z yet, you need to worry about them because they're they're kind of on the cusp and they're quickly approaching the target and we'll be right behind millennials with kind of equal numbers, if you will. It, so will there be this insane focus on them like there has been on millennials? Because I, I have so many colleagues who are marketers and brands who just don't want to hear about it anymore. Agree. They're Agree. like over 
a slide on millennials and why they're different. So is it going to be the same or are we now used to the fact that the next demo comes and they're drastically different? I think it's going to be a similar kind of focus. Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning, uh, as we did in this study, there'll be some contrast between Gen Z and millennials. I mean, I have to say, I, I actually spend a lot of time in the field with clients. I count how many companies I visit. So last year I visited 86 companies, not wow. clients, okay. companies. The year before, 105. I spent a lot of time out there. And just when I think I'm done hearing about millennials, I hear about millennials again. Yeah, yeah. Even at this conference, I think there's at least probably a dozen presentations on millennials. God. So I have to believe that Gen Z is going to be very similar. It's already impacting marketers who, you know, do things like GOM and, um, you know, other things they that maybe are a little bit it, more right. kind of kid oriented, if you will. But going forward, absolutely. This are they, is a are they going force. to be as a impacted by social good as millennials have been? Yes, even more so. Um, okay. For them, it's a rite of passage. One of the things that we talk about actually um, is one of the truths is that a moral imperative for them is giving back to the earth because they have witnessed Hurricane Sandy and tsunamis and right. these you know, extreme the drought natural in events. The California right now. Right, yeah. exactly. So things like sustainability, it's like sustainability on steroids, basically. These are right. people who want to engage in a totally different way. How do we know so much about them when they're so young? I mean... So they're they're kind of interesting and they're a little bit um, almost schizophrenic in how they operate. So while they're really digitally connected, they also know how to play the game, right? They also know how to do what's called dark web. Oh, what's and that? And that's when they just Ooh. go stealth on the internet and they, you know, kind of hide who they are and they uh -huh. know how to play the game of being identified. And that is something that we have to think about, right? When we go into social and we go into oh, how we communicate. You just blew my mind them. again today. My mind has just been blown again. I mean, this stat, this stat blew me away also. 80%, I think the actual number was 77, have never met their friends. They've only met their friends online. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's almost actually a little bit scary. So how they socially engage and interact, you know, really takes Do on you know a my, different dimension. Do you know my six and a half year old asked me for a phone? I'm sure. You I'm know, not surprised. And she, for a while, she thought her little iPod Touch was a phone. And then I had to say, it's not a phone. And now she's asking for a phone. And I'm like, dude, that's not going to happen until you're 12. <laughs> you know, but I bet you it gets younger. Because yeah. once one kid in the grade gets one, exactly. you're screwed, right? Exactly. God. I know. I don't know about you, but when I get on a plane these days, like the number of two-year-olds with iPads is amazing. Oh, yeah. My kid is totally iPad, you know. I mean, we <laughs> only let her do ed educational things, but still... And now, now she's kind of, you know, at restaurants, she's now able to just be in color and she's going right. analog again. Right. But there were a couple of years there where we, we were... Now, that's not, you know, the U.S. demographic, obviously, yeah. but it's a little bit scary, I think, in terms God. of the prevalence. So what, what other things? Are they going to be living at home like millennials are? Um, right now, longer? it's trending that way. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, they are the, quote, parents' generation. So one of the things that we also asked about is for them to talk about who their hero is. And, you know, 40% of them listed a real person. They don't have the same kind of superheroes that, you know, maybe I grew up with, for example. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, 20% said their moms. <gasps> I hope my so, daughter says that. Right, exactly. <laughs> don't you want to be that iconic, yeah. you know, well, mentor? She's such a, a daddy's girl right now, but maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, that is so cool. So you are also, um, you are also a woman-owned diversity supplier. What does that mean? Yes. That's so interesting. 
So what it means is that, um, well, first of all, from a technical standpoint, I own the business. Um, I started the business actually. And, um, but what it also means is that we're very uh, supportive of women and actually more importantly, how we define it is families just in general, right? Mm -hmm. So we have five core values as a company. And one of the ones that's most important to our employees is flexibility. Mm -hmm. And what that means is uh, I care about two things, let's say from a business standpoint. One is that we hit our number. And two is that you respond, especially when it's a client and I don't care. And I don't care for the most part. Don't hear, they didn't hear me say this, uh, you know, where mm-hmm. you work or right. where you are, right, yeah. but um, as long we, as you get the work done. Exactly. We call it a little bit more agile working, yeah. if you will. Right. And it's actually contributed very uniquely to our culture in two ways. One, about 40% of our employees have been with the business more than five years, which is a lot for a company that's only 16 years old. And secondly, that 40% of the employees have been recruited from other employees, which says something about our culture. And people are extremely can-do. Um, I describe it as, you know, you ask somebody jump in, they say how high, <laughs> right? So it's, it's, a great, um, it's a great culture to be a part of, and I can't take complete credit for it but it's because we support each other and it goes just beyond women frankly about more than half of our employees are women but mm-hmm. it's just uh, you know by accident at, at this point yeah I it was just say. um i made my husband read an article about working moms mm-hmm. and just to to understand that modern issue of how stressed out we are yeah um, because we're always worried about we're not doing well in either area. Exactly. Um, and it's <clears throat> different than the conversation five or ten years ago. Absolutely. It's not can you have it all. It's can you survive. <laughs> no, it's true. Can you get through the week? It's true. You know, without having a breakdown. So I, lo- I love that you're you're focused on all of this. So you're at an innovations conference around insights. Mm-hmm. Are, is there anything you've seen today or heard today that... You're, you're like, oh, that's different, you know, thinking differently about things. Yeah, I have to say what I'm actually pleased to hear. I haven't been here that long, but what I'm pleased to hear is not all these kind of giant signs about research being dead. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm sick of that, and yeah. that's not the case. I yeah. think it's how we use technology from an insights perspective to kind of connect with consumers and obviously we need to do that in different ways one of the ways that we do that at buzzback is by making techniques that are more interactive just in general because you have generations like millennials and gen z who are not going to go to focus groups anymore right they don't want to they don't interact socially so hey guess what guys you better you know kind of change how you talk to them and that's kind of where we come into play a little bit Wow, that is so interesting. And in terms of how you did your research, did you use any of these modern techniques? Yes, we deploy all our techniques. Um, right now, the the numbers from a, a fielding perspective are still relatively low. I think it's still only 20, 25% of consumers are actually you know, doing studies on did um, smartphones or tablets, for example, but that will change quickly. About 40% of our business at Buzzback is healthcare. We oh, do a okay. lot of work with physicians globally. And um, there you're looking at 40, 50% of physicians are doing studies on their iPads. And it makes sense. If you've gone to the doctor lately, they have tablets to capture your data, right? Right, it, um, right, right. Well, Carol, where can we continue to hear about this great, uh, this great research on these Gen Z folks and also all the other work that you guys are doing? Mm-hmm. So tomorrow we have the sneak preview, 420. Uh, I think it's track four, and I will be doing a workshop, the ABCs of Gen Z, and we're actually going to give away a couple of 
um, gift cards if you can guess what some of the acronyms are <laughs> but then also we will be releasing it publicly with faith popcorn brain reserve towards the end of this month and doing a webinar and and some pr and some other things around so it. on your site um on, on our site for sure buzzback.com uh, buzz and we're pretty active socially as well and are you um tweeting and, and yes, blogging yes so i'm at carol fitzgerald um we also have buzzback mr uh and you know facebook and all the other places you can oh that's so us. great well, it's been so interesting Same to here. talk to you i'm kind I'll of excited Faith, you said hi yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you would totally make my day um, <laughs> i will I, I i can't wait to see who my daughter becomes now exactly it's, it's kind of exciting exactly. so um it's been great to chat with you we are broadcasting live here from iiex and on voiceamerica.com talking to the fabulous carol fitzgerald from buzzback on on our future generation gen z so thank you great. so much thanks Lori. okay have bye. a great day bye From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com.